and welcome to Tobin Talks. I'm your host, Tino Hove, and today we're talking to the president-elect yes, of uh, AMSU, current VP Finance and Operations for AMSU, Brennan Scott. How are you doing, Brennan? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Tino, for having me on this podcast. Once again, oh, second episode second, with you. Yeah. yeah, second episode with you. Um, on this episode, it's interesting because you just got uh, elected in the previous elections to uh, transition from the VPFO role to the president's role, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, close election, but uh, me as well as three of my team members got elected, and I'm very excited to work in the presidential role uh, and, you know, transition from the VPFO role because the VPFO kind of is like the vice president, <laughs> the closest thing to a president. So I'm very excited to enter into that role starting May 1st. For sure. Let's touch on that. So what's the difference between the two roles? I guess the biggest thing is when you're the president, you're the official spokesperson of the union mm -hmm. and you have a hand in all portfolios, you know, as the vice president of finance and operations, I'm more internal. I'm mm -hmm. working with, I'm dealing with staff. I'm dealing with uh, the businesses, just, yeah, everything internal. I don't have a hand in other people's works, but what's nice is that I sit on a lot of committees that the president sits on. So governance committee, mm -hmm. selections committee, um, going into member services, even finance committee. Uh, yeah. While the roles are different on these committees between VPFO and president, you know, I sit on all mm. of them with the president. So I've been able to kind of learn the whole role from Jolene this past year and feel mm. like I'm, yeah, the very experienced going into it. Uh, but yeah, I look forward to it. I guess, you know, yeah, yeah. official spokesperson is the real title of it. So I'll be dealing with the press more and uh, talking yeah. as the, as AMSU as a whole, not just the internal operations of what's happening with uh directly with students and when they're in UC, but yeah. more what's happening with provincial government, municipal government, federal government, and just overall uh, dealing with, yeah, yeah. You, the whole university. <laughs> okay, for sure. Cool, man. So tell me, about, so when you ran the election, uh, tell us what your plans were for the union when you're running the election. Yeah, we had a lot of great policies. I think, you know, of course, I was mm -hmm. most passionate about the ones that the next VPFO was going to take over. Mm -hmm. um, right now, we are still in COVID, but we look to hopefully be open in the fall. So yeah. our, a big policy we had was seamless transition back to campus. Mm -hmm. If we are in-person classes in the fall, I know there'll still be a lot of students who are so used to being at home that mm -hmm. you know they'll only show up for the class and then they'll go back home but we have to revive the campus we have to mm -hmm. try and get back to that normal life that we had before covid mm -hmm. so amsu and my team ran on the fact that we would like to run events that promote students to stay on campus whether it's hey just stay stay in the library and study after your classes you know, yeah. will provide you snacks or yeah. yeah having events in the businesses so so students stay on campus rather mm -hmm. than us feeling like really a commuter campus where you come for your classes, you go home, you know, I well, think. Yeah. Well, the U of M has been a commuter campus mm -hmm. historically, yeah. um, unless you live in residence. Mm -hmm. Why is it important for students to stay on campus? Oh, because university is more than just the classes you take. Mm -hmm. It's the experiences you gain, it's the connections you make. Mm -hmm. You know, university is a time where you are on in a place with 24,000 people who mm -hmm. are similar to you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're all going for that one goal, that degree. Yeah. This is the time to make connections. And, you know, an employer, they're not mm -hmm. going to just look at your GPA. They're going to mm -hmm. look at what else you did, what, how did you get involved, who yeah. you know. So, yeah. It, yeah, while we are a community campus, yeah. <laughs> we can still do our best part to make it feel like it's not one yeah. uh, and have students stay on campus and have a campus lifestyle. Um, sure. Do, do you have examples of campuses that aren't computer ca communal campuses so that people can kind of look at that that way? Yeah, I would say UBC and Western, probably Western the most. Actually, I did live in London, Ontario and kind of saw what it was like there. Yeah. Um, 
your what that's like is more pride in your sports teams, mm-hmm. um, just more events, you know, uh, fraternities, yeah. sororities. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just, you know, we do kind of have those sort of things with residents, but yeah. it's just not as big as those other universities. And while we'll never be mm-hmm. that involved as those universities we yeah. can at least take steps to try and be that you know still come out support the sports teams and yeah still still be on campus for events and really give students an experience again like like i said it's not just the classes you take we want you got we want students to remember their time on campus for sure so you ran on that what other policies we get yeah running? sorry that's only one out i believe 22 we had but <laughs> I looked... that's wild okay go yeah. on i but i want to give really... us the most important ones <laughs> the most important one i'll go i'll go into the ones i'm most passionate about so yeah there was that one then there's of course over this coming summer mm-hmm. we are it's been announced we will be remote this summer mm-hmm. uh we can look to just improve the union's infrastructure so improving the club spaces new mm-hmm. paint carpet doors mm-hmm. um Improving the Amsu businesses, you know, better furniture and degrees, better study lighting and IQs. Mm-hmm. We want to do a hub rebrand. That way, when students come back to campus, uh, they've had like the the goal for rebranding the hub is to have students rename it and oh, have nice. students input on what programming comes back, yeah. so that when they come to campus again, it. it Helps yeah. with the seamless transition back to campus. We want students staying okay. here, and of course, you see. Um, yeah, I hope it's not being yeah. picked up by your mic, but there is construction going on in UC because For of the sure. fire. Uh-huh. So it's completely gutted. So what we look to do is bring in the dental space. Uh-huh. Uh, we had one before, but a much larger one that actually has students from mm-hmm. the dentistry uh, faculty come in and actually work in there. So it's students yeah. working on students for a discount. Yeah. Uh, look for a, a digital print center to come back in a smaller fashion. Mm-hmm. Have a clinical psychologist. Mm-hmm. Have the health and dental, uh, UMSU health and dental plans offices mm-hmm. right there so students can get uh, their claims and inquiries very easily. Yeah. And then the last two spaces are a multi-purpose room, so just clubs or any student group can rent it out and you see yeah. whatever they want to do, promote their social, promote their event. Yeah. And then finally, a student business dialect space. And I know you'll like this too. Oh now. yeah, for sure. Uh, any any <laughs> ask for students going to love this, but yeah. a place for students to kind of rent out the space for a month yeah. for free, uh, just put in an application yeah. and, and run their business in the high traffic area of UC and just kind of nice. get that experience nice. uh, and have students coming through. And um, so, you know, those are things that are for the VPFO role uh, that I'll be pr- uh, giving off to Brooke, but I'm just passionate about them because I've been working on them this year mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and I'll be able to see them through now as president. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, you saw the disconnect that students yeah. have with AMSU. So this kind mm-hmm. of gets into uh, yeah. Tino Dogo's portfolio of community mm-hmm. engagement. You know, voter turnout was low. Um, that's no one's fault but COVID's, you know. Yeah. Just, it's unfortunate, but when you're not when you're not walking past the UMSU offices, it's yeah. fu- it's harder to find UMSU resources. So, yeah. uh, what we look to do is just really uh, make up for what we lost, uh, mm-hmm. and that finding the connect the engagement with students again. Mm-hmm. And we look to you know put resources for marginalized students on the website, easier to access. Mm-hmm. And we look to do things that you know helps out marginalized students. So so kind of what I talked about with the club mm-hmm. spaces, we want to give international students their own room. Mm-hmm. And we're, we created a black students rep and we, I would love to see them get their own room too. So yeah. um, just underrepresented groups mm-hmm. uh, get spaces on campus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, it's it's going to fall on Tino Dogo the most, but yeah. you know, also this whole team to just get students interested in UMSU again and understand all the good that we do. I know the previous episode that I was on back yeah. back yeah. last year was yeah. about all the great things that UMSU does for, for yeah. students, and it's just about now advertising that to students when we come back to campus and hopefully rebuild what we lost. For sure. Now, how does it affect you that you have a mixed executive this, this time around? So as you mm-hmm. said, uh, 
your campaign ran strongly on who's going to come on as VPFO. Um, your slate member didn't uh, get voted in. Uh, instead, we've got a different uh, VPFO coming into the reins. How is that going to affect the implementation of these policies? Because I'm sure they probably had their own policies. Yeah. So how is that going to affect the ability of mm -hmm. AMSU to function as a united union? Yeah, well, I think what's really funny is I actually do know Brooke very well. Mm. Um, so, yes, and my heart goes out to me. And as you know, it's always tough to lose an election. You mm -hmm. know, you put in so much work for five weeks and for it to not pay off, it, it hurts. Mm -hmm. But that being said, again, I know Brooke. It's also nice that it is my position that I'm giving up, so it's yeah. gonna be easy to transition them because I'll still be around. You know, any question he has, I'll mm. be right there for him. Mm. Uh, another funny thing in terms of, I guess what will be tough is that we just have less weeks of knowing each other. You know, we knew mm. Miranaz for an extra five weeks now with Brooke. Mm. Um, we just have to kind of build that relationship uh, faster because uh, while I already have a relationship with the rest of the slate, I mm. don't have uh, a similar one with him. That mm. being said, should be fine. Uh, mm. We'll do a lot of team bonding, and I think by May 1st when we all start together, we'll all be caught up. Uh, in terms of the policies and implementing mm. them, it's actually quite funny. A lot of the stuff that Brooke ran on mm -hmm. uh, very much fit in line with uh, what I wanted to do anyways. Mm -hmm. And in the man the forum during the election that was ra actually uh, yeah. ran by the Manitoban yeah. slash the CRO, um, a lot of what Brooke said was, I really like that idea by Brendan. So it was the presidents that went first, set all, all their policies, their platform, and the mm -hmm. VPFOs went last. And a lot of uh, the questions Brooke actually answered with, I, I like what Brendan's idea mm -hmm. is yeah. and to build off it, such yeah. and such and such. So it, it would appear already, you know, I, I'm going to start transitioning Brooke next week, but it appears he already is kind of on board with everything we're doing. So uh, mm -hmm. it'll be nice to have have him come in and uh, really see out his plans as well as ours, but they, they very much align anyways. Okay, okay, for sure. And how has COVID impacted AMSA's ability to serve students in the past yeah. year? And what's the plan to overcome those? Yeah, I think what... What's changed is we've just had to change up what services we provide, you know, mm -hmm. uh, for example, like club supporting clubs with uh, funding, mm -hmm. you know, that's that didn't really happen this year because well, clubs couldn't really operate fully. They were still they were still yeah. going, but, you know, not fully. So mm -hmm. so we had a lot of leftover money there and we had to transition to things that we have never done before. So example mm -hmm. is we uh, put more money towards hardship programming okay. uh, to help students in need uh, with you know, yeah. getting laid off and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, we also look towards transit subsidies. That's something that I proposed to mm -hmm. the Board of Trustees that they approved. Mm -hmm. uh, we, ha we had... Uh, Tell me about that transit subsidy. Yeah, of, yeah I was going to, of course. Yeah. What what it is is the U-Pass was going to be $200 this year, mm -hmm. and there was still... We couldn't provide the U-Pass. That would just be unfair to charge students a U-Pass <laughs> fee if they're not going to come to campus. Yeah. But there's still a lot of students who actually st still had in-person classes. Maybe it was because of the labs that mm -hmm. still had to be in person or... Um, whatever it was, they were still yeah, coming yeah. on campus and they relied on transit. Mm -hmm. What I did is I provided a subsidy that basically made the post-secondary semester pass that they were buying from the city of Winnipeg mm -hmm. the same price as the U-Pass. So for mm -hmm. example, in the fall, mm -hmm. the U-Pass would have been $200, but the post-secondary semester pass, which works yeah. the same way, same duration as the U-Pass, was 278 So I provided two, $278 checks to those who could prove they were coming to campus and in financial need. Okay. And then did it this winter as well. Uh, the difference was actually $83, so I provided yeah, $83 checks to students who still needed to use the bus to get to campus. So just services like that we had to switch up and uh, and, implement. and how do students access that? So, so it is over because we had to see the receipts yeah. for it, um, you know, at the during the month. But so, so in the fall, we went from the first of September to mid October. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just through the UMSU website that you could find the form. And yeah. then in the winter, there was a little more um, 
know this, so we only went to like the the first week of February. So, mm-hmm. but but because the post secondary pass, you know, it's only worth it if you buy it right at the start of the semester. Yeah. So so that's why we kind of ended it uh, after a month because you know if you had not picked up your pass by then, you were mm-hmm. better off buying monthly passes and it would have been cheaper. But then a new pass at that point, anyways. But okay. Um, but you're right. You know, mm-hmm. the, again, you ask how, how does someone ask us that, mm-hmm. and that's the problem with some of UMSU's supports and mm-hmm. what how COVID's affected UMSU's. We haven't been able to advertise our supports enough because unless you're following the My Umsu page, you have no idea what you have access to. Mm-hmm. And without being able to physically walk past <laughs> you, you know, the yeah. Umsu offices and you see and see us tabling for supports, mm-hmm. you're lost. So mm-hmm. it's really about what this team has to overcome this coming years, mm-hmm. uh, connecting students with the My Umsu Instagram page where you know the links in the bio brings you to our website and there's mm-hmm. all supports that you can find. Um, yeah, we have to connect them with that, or hopefully we're in person in the fall, mm-hmm. and just again make it known that here, I'm so here for students. We're here for you. Cool. So pretty much, it it, it sounds like it's pretty much you either follow Amsu or you don't know uh, right. what's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the plan? Is there a plan to overcome these obstacles moving forward in the union? Yeah, I I would think that you know it's the tough thing is we don't know uh, mm-hmm. where we're going to be come the fall. Okay. If we know we're going to be online. We have all summer to set up ways to connect them, mm-hmm. students besides just the MyAmsu page. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do my best, the execs do yeah. their best to post on their stories to try and connect students with things. Mm-hmm. But again, with COVID, it's just so tough that if you are not uh, on Instagram, you're not going to find them. But at the same time, we send mm-hmm. out weekly emails. So all you have okay. to do is open up your Umsu email and you're going to have your information. That's just unfortunately, I know a lot of people, yeah. when they come to campus, they think, what are these weekly emails from Umsu? This is, I'm putting this in the spam. And, you know, come their second year when they actually need those supports, they're like, where can I find them? And uh, uh-huh. so, so like, we, you know, emails, like, uh, it, <laughs> should, email. it, it should reach every student, but yet yeah. somehow... For whatever reason, it doesn't. I don't know what we could do past those emails. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to in person, there's a lot of things that we can do. Okay. Um, this campus is wide. If you don't walk through UC, like we have to do more than just advertising in UC. Yeah. We have to reach all faculties. Mm-hmm. And kind of a policy we ran on is we have Board of Senior Sticks and what's called ACE. It's all the club executives. Okay. Um, we want to combine those so that the communication between UMSUs and kind of all the student at larges are, mm-hmm. are connected in that way from there. It spreads out all over campus. So yeah. if you're not, you know, up to date on UMSU, maybe you're up to date on your home faculty's council, yeah. and that's how you can get the information. Is because we're passing on to the councils, who are then passing on to the students. And um, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of ways that we can just kind of create a web over the campus just by, mm-hmm. you know, you tell a friend who tells three friends, and so on. So, but that's in person planning. And uh, again, yeah. I hope just come this fall, we're able to do that uh, by being in person. For sure, tell me. And you, I guess, is the incoming official spokesperson yeah. of the union. Tell me what's happening on the advocacy front when with with the new with the new executives coming in, man. Yeah, no, I'm very excited to take over for uh, Kristen and Jolene, all the projects they've had this year. So mm-hmm. a big one is they started Maps this year. It's the uh, provincial advocacy that's teamed up with UMGSA and mm-hmm. uh, Red River College, and hopefully. Uh, in the near future, uh, the University of Brandon's student union comes on, and the University of Winnipeg's student union comes on, and we can be a united front in, mm-hmm. in the province. But they started that this year, and it's actually done a lot of work. You know, they've been advocating against Bill 33. They've been uh, working on international health care. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've done a lot, and I look forward to, you know, continue to develop maps because we're only a year in. We've... Sorry, sorry, sorry yeah, to cut no, you off, but we've been, people have been telling us, have been talking about Bill 33 a lot. Yeah. What is Bill 33? So Bill 33 is a bill that the province is trying to pass that will have um, 
fees mm-hmm. of student student fees or just many many different type of fees optional mm-hmm. so so there's some good and bad in this and mm-hmm. I've talked about it during the election but mm-hmm. the good of it is students might be able to opt out of like the gym fee from the university or mm-hmm. the tech lab tech fee from the university but the bad thing about it is students might also be able to opt out of UMSU fees and you know the Manitoban fee for one thing you know <laughs> That's uh, true. and UMFM fee yeah. so so what this then creates is that well simply UMSU and UMFM and the Manitoban they can't survive without you know all students participation you know UMSU can't advocate for only 80% of the students it's either mm. all or nothing mm-hmm. so we are advocating against this bill because uh, it would effectively end UMSU mm-hmm. um, so so that's what MAPS's main priority was was either amending this bill or having it fail mm-hmm. um, and I hope I, I really would like to see we have MAPS has a campaign coming mm-hmm. very shortly uh, look out for it called student speak up mm-hmm. and it'll basically be advocating uh, the universe or sorry the government mm-hmm. to one stop stop cuts to the university budget so our tuition stops going up uh, yeah. stop bill 33 and finally uh, have international health care uh, stop yeah. rising uh, stop increasing as well so sure. uh, students speak up campaign and yeah in terms of advocacy I, I look forward to kind of developing maps further yeah um, it's it's interesting you bring that up because a lot of students find themselves in situations where they need support and they don't know where to go mm-hmm. um, what 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 does AMSU do to help them with that? So tell me tell me about some resources. Tell me about some some resources that the students that students have ac- access to. Um, it can be as specific or as as, as broad as you want. But uh, just give me a little bit of information of this is if you're so for instance students a lot of students it's a lot of students find themselves in situations that are systematically inefficient. For example, um, this semester for myself. Mm-hmm. The VW date passed before I had any of my results for any of my five classes, right? right. And the VW date has passed. Mm-hmm. And that means I couldn't have made a decision to VW right. before I knew how I was doing in the classes, right? Mm-hmm. So situations such as that when systematically it is against built against the student, mm-hmm. what's AMSU doing to help with that? Because I think there's a lot of systems that kind of work out that way. I mean, you know, with various aspects. Yeah, I think um, what the best that AMSU can do is, you know, myself and the VPA mm-hmm. uh, sit on the board of governors for the university. And uh, we have two votes there that can pass, you know, kind of academic uh yeah. differences in procedure. Mm-hmm. I guess specifically for the VW date, you know, that's set, that is something that's set university-wide. Yeah. And while UMSU can advocate to the Board of Governors to have it be a certain date, when I guess, unfortunately, Tina, when it came to your <laughs> situation, that might be something that you look towards the faculties and you go to add the ASPR. Yeah, 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 ASPR. The ASPR yes, senators yes. and you say, hey, the prof didn't give me my marks in time and it, it's something that you deal with the dean. But that being said, uh, UMSU can have the the overarching thing is being being able to kind of connect with all the deans yeah. and, and make university wide policies and yeah. uh, hopefully you know affect yeah. things like yeah having pass fail come into effect or yeah. um, you know having options. The problem is you when you get down to the nitty gritty of it. For example, many students didn't like respond as monitoring. Mm-hmm. That is something that you the AMSU couldn't specifically have the university tell all profs not to use respondents mm-hmm. they they could put things in place for everyone but when it came to certain faculties for example the faculty of science mm-hmm. the dean said no you have to use respondents or not you don't have to but you can use respondents that's something that then the umsu may go with the senators mm-hmm. of uh, the science faculty association mm-hmm. and work together to try and convince that dean to do otherwise but uh, in terms of just you yeah. know umsu's dealing with the 
every single dean at once. You know, when they want to pass a policy, it has to be accepted by the entire university, not specific faculties. Yeah. Tell me about that. So you say that you'd go with the senators. Tell me about the role of the senators, because I feel like students don't know this. Could you say I'm yeah. go with the senators to yeah. do that? Mm -hmm. What's that process? So uh, the process of that would be honestly just probably connecting with the president of your faculty association. Mm -hmm. There are 20, I believe, yeah, 26 councils on campus. Uh, mm -hmm. Every faculty has one. And the best way to get in touch uh, it's probably through going through the email that president yeah. emailed and saying, hey, can you connect me with one of the many senators you have? Yeah. Uh, because that's where, you know, senators sit down with the deans uh, and the admin of those specific specific faculties and work out academic policy. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, so, okay. That's interesting. I don't think people know that. Yeah, go no, on. Yeah. yeah, go on. I mean, again, uh, I was actually an AMSU rep. I wasn't a senator for yeah. SSA, but yeah. uh, what, I, what I've gauged is, yeah, the what AMSU can have a hand in is AMSU me has meetings with all the senators from the university, all the student senators, mm -hmm. and they can kind of work on what's an what's something that's affecting all of us. Mm -hmm. That's what we can take to the university. Okay. So there's a lot. So I'll give the example. You know, science complaining about in-person labs. Mm -hmm. That's not something AMSU can really take to the whole university because it's only really affecting one faculty. The mm -hmm. best AMSU can do is team up with those science senators mm -hmm. and go to the science dean to then deal with that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where you know, yeah, students helping students uh, and AMSU can have a part in that sense uh, but uh, again yeah when it comes to academic policies uh, I would say for students look at it as whether it's a faculty specific thing or a mm -hmm. university specific thing mm -hmm. if it's a university specific thing there's probably a lot of other students also complaining <laughs> about it and yeah. that's where AMSU can go and do something at the admin level yeah. but uh, you know something um, unfortunately yeah. you know something yeah. as it's like I didn't get my marks back before the BW date that's probably a, a faculty thing mm -hmm. and while AMSU can team up with the senators from ASPR yeah. uh, it's something that we would advocate to the uh, dean of Asper rather than the entire yeah, university. university. All right, that, that makes that makes sense. I, I think one of the main things that is always spoken about is what students want AMSU to do, but what can students sure. do to help AMSU? What can students do to help AMSU? Honestly, be engaged. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. we, we are not, there, there's that uh, JFK quote, I believe it's JFK, he said, yeah. ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mm. I don't, that doesn't really work with AMSU. I'm okay <laughs> with the students not helping out. We, we, don't, we don't need anything but support, you know? Yeah. If, if we are going to do a campaign against the provincial government, mm. just having students repost the things, that can help because that shows the, you know, that shows uh, the government that's like, students are engaged and, mm. and they have outcry, they have mm. problems with their policies, mm. uh, and it, it helps AMSU be taken more seriously. Because if AMSU doesn't have engagement, mm. uh, they're not gonna listen to us. Why would they listen to us? We have mm. no power. Mm. So just by having students, uh, you know, being engaged with the union, coming mm -hmm. on voting for your executives, you know, mm -hmm. picking who you want the, to lead the union. That's mm -hmm. all we really ask for. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if you don't like the events we put on, well, we'll change the events yeah. for you. Uh, yeah. You know, we don't we don't need much from students besides just pay attention and um, be engaged. Really, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which which is cool, I guess. Just to just to kind of wrap it up, mm -hmm. um, what specific things can students look forward to in May? In May, come May. Yeah, come come yeah. your inauguration. What are some specific things students can, uh, can can hold the union accounted accountable accountable for? To be like, hey, you know, we we voted. Yeah. Um, it's May. Well, you know, what's what's in the what's in the works? What's happening? So 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 that they can have their eye out. I would say have students. You know, follow me on Instagram because I'm going to be posting about the updated club space, UC space, and mm -hmm. uh, updated businesses. All okay. the renovations that are going on, I want to be showing the before and after pictures. I want to be showing the progress. Mm -hmm. I want students to be holding me accountable for the the really the updated infrastructure in UC okay. and and Helen Glass. 
Uh, I want students to come, hopefully, I really hope we'll be back in person in the fall. I want students to come back in fall and say like, wow, this is a much nicer place than I left it. Okay. And, I, and then I'll even take you a step further, what mm. students can look forward to in the fall. Mm. Hopefully an orientation. There's a lot of students who who are going into second year who never had that first orientation. I didn't and, have one. And I'm done soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I go want, on. I want, hopefully, again, we have to be in person, but I want to be able to hold that orientation for students and have students enjoy their time when they come back to campus. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much, Brandon. Any last words before we sign off? No, I guess no, not. No, no, I appreciate no. you interviewing me. And yeah, uh, you know, follow the My Umsu page. You know, get all your resources from the Umsu website. You know, keep up to date. Just be engaged. That's all I ask. All right, for sure. That's it for this episode of Tobin Talks.